0: From San Diego, California, it's the Frug Life podcast with your host Ricky Hershey. Welcome to the Frug Life. A listener of mine recently gave me some grief for mentioning Ramit Sethi. I think that's how you say his name in a previous episode, and acknowledging the fact that I hadn't read his flagship book, "I Will Teach You to Be Rich." Well, now for that listener, that one listener, I have read the entire book, and now I'm going to talk about it a little bit. I think Ramit's book is great to read as a first finance book. In fact, I would highly recommend it if you haven't read too many other personal finance books. He has some great ideas. The book breaks down some areas where you can win big with finances how you can really get the most bang for your buck by really just focusing on a handful of key areas. And that's really what he focuses on a lot. Instead of reducing your expenditures across the board by 10% or something like that, Ramit wants you to focus on a few areas and aggressively cut the costs and then enjoy life in the other areas. Spend in the areas you enjoy, which I think is a pretty, pretty good mindset. He talks about changing your bank from one with fees, you know, to one without fees with decent interest rates, how to get out of fees if you happen to get charged with one. He talks about negotiating wages, like I mentioned in a previous episode, but also when buying a car and lots of other negotiation situations. He really advocates automating your finances, that everything that can be run on autopilot should be. And in some ways, he's a little untraditional. He's not the typical personal finance guru. In a sense, I th- I almost get the impression that he's a personal finance guru that doesn't even like personal finance because he just automates everything and lets it be. Now, on a slightly different note, I think some aspects of the book were a little bit boring to me, and that's not bad in a sense because if I were to write a traditional personal finance book, I think it would look a lot like I will teach you to be rich. A lot of what Ramit talks about is the exact same talking points that I would do in my own book. And so in that sense, I was not always super entertained because it, it felt like something that I could have written myself. And so the, some of the ideas weren't super novel to me. It mirrored my own thoughts too closely. So now we've talked about some things I like about the book And one thing that is kind of mixed. There are a few points of differences I have with Ramit. Ramit, like some other personal finance guys, talks about investing 10% of your income. And, you know, I think that number doesn't go hard enough. I put way more than 10% of my income into investments. And I think Ramit puts it at like 25% for fun and stuff like that which I, um, I would save and invest a lot more and spend a lot less on fun. But then again, that's just my personal preference. Also in the book, he has a section where he talks about mutual funds versus index funds. And I think this part is well-intentioned, but slightly misguided. And by that, I mean an index fund is just a fund that follows an index, right? It's not actively managed. It's just a company, I guess, like Vanguard, for instance, will create a fund that follows an index. And that's it. That's all there is to it, really. Now, the way that you can buy an index fund is in two flavors, if you ask me, right? You can buy it as an ETF, or you can buy it in the form of a mutual fund. And in both cases, it's still an index fund, right? Uh, But Ramit, when he says mutual fund, He's referring to a specific kind of actively managed mutual fund, right? And that's not necessarily what a mutual fund is. Sure, some mutual funds are actively managed and others aren't. Some follow an index. Uh, So I, I think he makes the wrong distinction, right? He should talk more about passive funds versus actively managed funds versus index versus mutual fund because it's kind of not where the technical line is but it kind of doesn't matter too much he he has the right idea now there were a few insights i particularly liked in the book and one is just to set your credit cards on auto pay which isn't revolutionary but only one of my credit cards is really set on auto pay right now so i need to figure that out for my other two cards other personal advice that he gave me that's relevant right now is to roll your old employer 401k into an IRA and not to roll it into your new employer's 401k, which is what I was previously planning on doing. Um, I don't even know why, just because, but Ramit gives some reasons, uh, mostly increased flexibility that when you have your money in an IRA, you can choose what you want to invest in and have more control of your money, which is a good insight. So for that, I have Ramit to thank. I did want to read one quick excerpt from the book. Let me grab it real fast. All right, and here's the excerpt. Don't forget to set a calendar reminder to resume your automatic payments. With two minutes of math, which you may consider torture, unless you're Asian, you can know exactly when to resume your payments. So Ramit kind of takes this tone throughout the book that he's kind of informal, and in that particular instance, I think it comes off a little off-color. But otherwise, I think the book is pretty good. He has some pretty good insights. I would highly recommend reading it if this is your first time picking up a personal finance book. He has a pretty good system with some really good ideas on automation and really focusing in on a few key areas that will give you the most benefit. All right, and welcome back to the podcast. I wanted to share a little bit more just high-level stuff about the book, particularly the table of contents. Ramit starts off the book with an introduction titled, Would You Rather Be Sexy or Rich? Then chapter one, Optimize your credit cards. Chapter 2, Beat the Banks. And I think these are pretty self explanatory topics. Chapter 3, Get Ready to Invest. Chapter 4, Conscientiously Saving, which is, like I was mentioning before, saving a lot per month and still managing to buy what you like. Chapter 5, Save While Sleeping. Chapter 6, The Myth of Financial Expertise. Chapter 7, Investing Isn't Only for Rich People. Chapter 8, Easy Maintenance, and then Chapter 9, A Rich Life, where he talks about a few more areas you can win big in, the finance of relationships, having a wedding, buying a car, and your first home. And that's the book. So again, if that sounds interesting to you, give it a read. If you'd like me to look at other personal finance books or record about other personal finance books i would be happy to just send me your recommendations and i will look into them and report back to you because again all of this is all because of one listener's request the next book that i'm going to talk about like this will be tony robbins the total money makeover wait no that's not the book (laughs) money master the game (laughs) total money makeover is a Dave Ramsey, isn't it? Oh no. (laughs) Oh my. Well, on that note, thanks for listening to today's episode. Have a great week and stay frugal.